0: Hey you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited to dive into our topic today. How often have you felt like your day is so busy? It's non-stop, you're working, you're doing things for the kids, you're making the meals, yet when you hit the pillow at night, you feel like you have checked nothing off of your list. In fact, you can't even remember all those hundreds of things that you've done because you really feel unaccomplished. Well, that is what we're going to talk about today, and we're going to get some strategies that will help you not feel that way. All right, before we dive into our episode today, this episode is brought to you by The Flow Planner, where food and wellness, lifestyle and family, um, aka spirituality and self-care and work get planned together for a more balanced life. The planners are undated, so you can jump in on any Monday. No need to wait until January 1st. Each planner is 90 days, which allows for you to focus for just the right amount of time. They come with a full class on planning for a life that matters to you. And for each planner purchased, a tree is planted. What better contribution can you give to our planet? So go to theflowplanner.com and get your planner today. The link is also in the show notes, but again, it's theflowplanner.com. All right, you guys, let's dive into busyness, specifically when we are busy, but nothing is getting done or nothing is feeling like it's getting done. Let's clarify that. I don't think any of us never get anything done. So often we can be on the move. It feels like we never stop, but at the end of the day, we don't feel like anything has been accomplished. In fact, we feel like an utter failure at our inability to check anything off our list. When asked how our day was, we say busy. It's like a badge of honor, right? But instantly we feel like an imposter because after all, when we're that busy, shouldn't we feel accomplished? Well, I'd like to argue not necessarily. I don't know about you, but I have spent whole days on my computer, and at the end of the day, my inbox has still had thousands of emails in it. You guys, it's embarrassing how many emails I have. And I might end that day knowing more about my friends on Facebook than they know about the planner that I had initially gone on Facebook to post about. But of course, I ran out of time and got lost in the feed and then had to run to carpool. I have spent whole days cleaning out the house only to feel like I have a small shop in my basement. And I have spent whole days driving kids everywhere and feeling like I'm getting nowhere. So if you've ever had this kind of day, just please know you are not alone. But I have found that there are some planning tricks that really help me to not feel this way. To really feel like at the end of the day, I have gotten a lot accomplished because I've gotten the right thing accomplished. And the cool thing is, is it's just little tweaks to the system. It doesn't mean I'm doing a ton less. In fact, sometimes I'm doing more. It's just I'm doing the right things. Okay, so here's number one. Know how you want to feel. So here's the thing. Busy is a feeling. I have had days that I have decided I want to feel calm, present, or even abundant that don't look that different from a day that I say is busy, but they really do feel different. And it is literally because I go through my day with a different outlook. Maybe I tweak a few little things, like I sit down for lunch, or I shut off my phone at my daughter's dance class. Or I listen to great music while I'm cooking. Or maybe I stand and stretch for three minutes, like three minutes, every 40 minutes when I work. And so the thing is, is that I might still be working for my five full hours, but those three minutes, so that's 15 minutes total, make those five hours stretch and s- seem like eight on a day where I'm not doing that, where I'm getting lost in my Facebook feed. All right. The next thing is block out every minute of your day, all right? Every single minute, you guys. It's really important. Many of us dream of times that we get to be alone when no one needs us, when no one's pulling on our shirt. We yearn for some downtime to just put up our feet, read a book. So sometimes we might leave spaces in our days so that we can have these kinds of moments. But here's the deal. If you've left space on Tuesday afternoon because last Wednesday, you were dreaming of that nap you wanna take or that book you wanna read or that extra time that you might have to walk to the store instead of drive. So you looked on Tuesday like the next Tuesday and saw that it was wide open because you forgot what happened a week ago, right? Like lots of time has passed in a week and you see that it's open. So on Monday, when your daughter's best friend wants to come over and asks if she can, and they're both begging you, you look at your calendar and you see this open space and you say yes, because you see this space. And you haven't really created that boundary because you don't really know what goes in that space. Maybe you say not today because there's a dentist appointment, but that open space doesn't have that same credibility as the dentist appointment that you have on Monday. Does this make sense? So you haven't actually created the space. You're not treating your downtime, your rest time, your space the same way you're treating the dentist appointment or the dance class or your work meeting. And the thing is, is that studies show that downtime is equally as important as time that we're doing things. In fact, some people who study creativity might argue it's more important. So what if you blocked out all your time so that you don't give up your free moments? So maybe you, if you keep a digital calendar or if you keep a paper calendar, pick a color that represents this downtime or self-care time. You could even have two colors. Maybe you have family downtime and personal self-care time. And when you're looking at your calendar, when you're having that moment where you know on Tuesday that you wish you had time for a nap, you look at your calendar and you find a time that you could take that nap and you literally make that time. You schedule it into your calendar. If you have a digital calendar, you might actually create create it and put nap in it. If you have a paper calendar, what I love to do is go through and draw a colored rectangle around that time. And I know that that color means that I cannot schedule anything and that's time just for me or just time for our family, depending on what color it is. And then as it gets closer to the day, I might choose to how to fill it in, but I'm not going to say yes to a play date or to an extra carpool drive or to an appointment that I don't really want to go to if that time is set aside for, you know, downtime. Okay. All right. Next is, you can only be in one place at one time. So decide to be there. We've all experienced this in little moments. Have you ever truly sunk into a moment where time almost feels as though it's standing still? I find that this happens a lot when I'm watching my kids Do something little, something that feels really spectacular. And it's just like time stops as I'm watching them. Or sometimes it happens when I see something really beautiful in nature that I can't stop but pay attention to. And my full attention is on these things in these moments. And they're moments when nothing else matters. And the main thing, main problem or thing is that they're usually pretty short. So what would happen if For a full hour, you just choose to observe your daughter dancing instead of sitting in her class and writing your grocery list, where you're going back and forth between these two things, but not really feeling present to either. What would happen if you told your son that you would help him in one hour? So you can't help him now because right now you're going to focus distraction-free on writing that piece you've been meaning to write, or cooking the dinner that you really wanted to make time to cook, cook. and then in one hour, you'd switch gears and really focus on being present for him. What if there was no phones at the dinner table? What if you couldn't even look something up on Google when you got into discussion at the table, and you didn't allow for that distraction, because that is taking you away from looking your own family members in the eye? So presence is really powerful, and you can get a ton done in an hour of being present if you're focused on one thing. And I can promise you in that hour, even if you get a ton done, you will not feel busy because you won't feel pulled. All right, define your three big rocks. So I talk a lot about rocks and just in case you don't know what this means, it goes back to this video that I alluded to in the show notes so you can go watch it for yourself. But the idea is that, I think it was Stephen Covey who first did it, and he is showing how we, where our time goes and he has three piles and this big glass vase and the three piles one has a couple really big rocks one has a bunch of little pebbles and one pile is of sand and he puts the sand in first and then the pebbles and then he tries to get the big rocks in but they don't really fit into this glass container because they just like they can't fit in with the sand and the pebbles going in first but if he starts over and puts the big rocks in first and then puts the pebbles because they go between the space and then puts the sand, everything fits in that same vessel perfectly. So the idea is, is that everything you need to get done, will get done, but those really important things that are part of your big picture goals won't get done if you don't do them first. And these are your big rocks. They're the things that move you toward your big goals. So things like doctor's appointments, And client work and driving your kids to school, these are busy activities. These are sand and pebbles. These things are going to happen no matter what. But writing your book or reaching a health goal, if that is a struggle for you, or You know, doing some project around the house that you've always wanted to do, these things aren't going to get done if we don't make the space for them. And usually if we make the space for them, even if it's just writing for 10 minutes a day or committing to cleaning out a corner for 10 minutes a day or looking at different fabrics for the pillows that you want to recreate for 10 minutes a day. All of that, that will make you feel like you're moving toward your three big rocks because you are. You're actually making time for them and those other things will happen. So define your three block, three rocks. Sorry, that was a tongue twister. Define your three rocks and then put things in your schedule that move you towards them. That will really help you feel less busy. Okay. Recall with gratitude. Sometimes we lack The knowing of what actually happened in that busy day. So, how when we feel that lack, when we feel like we haven't gotten anything done, it doesn't have to do with the, the fact that we haven't gotten anything done. It has to do with we're not in alignment with how we want to feel, or or with our big rocks, and we haven't. We, we're actually just forgetting all the things that we did. So I used to really wish that someone else would notice everything I did. But the truth is, is that when I notice for myself, and I'm grateful for all the little things that I got done, I can really turn that lack around. So you can just recall this in your head before you go to bed. Just think through really from a happy place, all the little things you got done. But I really do recommend always writing things down. I love the practice of keeping a gratitude journal of all these little things. Like maybe you made it through the grocery store in 15 minutes, or maybe you actually gave yourself time to spend more time in the grocery store and read labels. Neither is wrong. They're just different things that you experience, but you did, so you should be grateful for them. Maybe you drove carpool today. Maybe you asked someone else to drive your kids so you could have time to do something for one of your three big rocks. Again, neither is wrong, but they're both things that you might have done today and you should be grateful for. Maybe you smiled at a coworker. Maybe you walked around the block when you knew you couldn't sit any longer. Maybe you worked on a project for a whole hour without checking your email. Maybe your child did something or you noticed something great about your spouse. Write any of that down. As much gratitude as you can feel will always help you feel more accomplished and less busy. Okay, here's a really practical one. Leave a runway. Have you ever created a day that had so many back-to-back meetings, a soccer game, a dinner squeezed in between? And the thing is, is that we cannot sit in our chair and be creative on demand. We can't have scheduled an hour and just sit down and write. Our minds don't work that way. We cannot cook and sit to eat in 30 minutes. We need time to do these things. We need time when we sit at our desk to start a creative endeavor. We need time to turn off our email, to clear our desk, to take three breaths When we walk in the house after a long day at work or just being out, we need a moment to put our bag down, to change into comfy clothes, to hug our kids, to turn on some tunes, and then we're ready to rock and roll in the kitchen, or maybe then we're ready to warm up a meal and sit down and really enjoy it. The point is, is that we need a runway. We can't just all of a sudden walk in the house and be sitting down at dinner. We can't all of a sudden walk into our office and sit down and bang out that thing we need. We need a little bit of a runway and we need to plan for that. So it's just like you can't say that you have a meeting till three and that then soccer practice is from three to four like you create the time to go pick up your child put them in the car and bring them to soccer right so it's the same thing when you're planning things that you don't really have to drive for you need that runway and the runway exists on the other side too right so at the end of dinner we need time to wash the dishes and put things away before we go to bed so that we can start with a clean slate in the morning um After we finish a work project, we need time to shut our computer or maybe we need time to check our email before we jump in the car to go do the next thing. We just need these runways to come in and out of things. Sleep is a big one for people. I hear so many times that people can't sleep and sometimes this is just that we need to create the runway to getting to sleep. We can't be late night working in our business Shut our computer and expect to fall asleep five minutes later. It just doesn't work that way. So, what kind of runway do you need to do the things that you want to do in your your life? And I promise that this little tweak, even if your runway just takes you four minutes, it's just four, you know, four minutes of breathing, or you know, four minutes of closing your eyes, or a four-minute walk around the block before you sit down. Just that little amount of time can really change the way you feel about the thing you've said you're going to do. So leave runways in your schedule. Like you eventually can just add time to an, an item that is on your calendar. But for right now, you could even schedule the runways just so you're clear about how much time they take as you're learning this process. All right. The next one is to batch. A day where I do a bunch of things that are just constantly switching gears feels much busier than a day where I batch like things together. Um, and spread them out throughout the week. So let me tell you an example. So there might be a day where I wake up, I check email, I meditate, I respond to email, I take a photo, I go on a walk, I get the kids to school, I post the photo on social media that I had taken earlier, then I take a shower, then I try to write, then I get frustrated, then I get a smoothie, then I try to write again, then I move on to another project, and somehow all this back and forth might feel six hours, and then it's time to get the kids from school, And then I drive everywhere in the afternoon, and then I work again after dinner. And as I'm finishing, it feels busy and not very productive. It feels just like what it felt like when I was explaining this whole concept at the beginning of this podcast. But if I wake up and really do all the things, if I batch together all the things I need to do for me, like take that shower exercise before I take that shower, meditate. If I put all those things together, then I get the kids to school. Maybe I haven't gone on my walk, so I do that. But when I come home, I spend two hours shooting a month of photos so that I'm never going back and forth. I have those photos. Then I spend one whole hour in my inbox really making a dent. And then I spend two hours planning a month of content. So then what happens is I feel really good at the end because I've done these big chunks. And then on a different day, those chunks will look different because on a different day, maybe I can write, but I already have the plan for what I need to write. And I already have the photos that I need to post. And this works with food. If I batch prep on Sunday, then all week long, I have things that I can grab and I never feel like I'm scrambling. So batching really takes away the scrambling and leads to much more sanity. Okay, put your own oxygen mask on first. I allude to this a lot. When you have a morning routine that assures you will eat well, exercise well, exercise well, just exercise in general, shower, whatever those little things are that you need to do to get your oxygen mask on, you will show up throughout the day with more ease and less busyness. And when you do this throughout the day, like you sit and eat your salad for lunch instead of standing, you say no to your boss to a five o'clock meeting or just to a friend to a five o'clock phone call when you're, you know, really wanting to transition into dinner. Maybe you get someone else to drive your kid home. And if this isn't someone who you've hired, like a sitter, you make sure to return that favor another day, right? To another mama who needs their oxygen mask on. And you'll carry this sense of ease to your pillow at night because you'll feel so well taken care of. Even if it was a day that was quote unquote busy, or I like to say full, um, if your oxygen mask has been on, you're going to feel good and taken care of and supported. All right. The next one is create a rhythm to your week that you decide on the Friday before the week starts. All right. A lot of busy comes from endless to-do lists, you guys, that just cannot fit into your day. So I've talked a lot about the brain dump. That's on other episodes that I will link to in the show notes. But you can't fit your whole to-do list into a day, much less a day that you're feeling pressured. So when you look at your week and which days have space and which days are a bit more choppy, and you fit your things, just a few things from your to-do list into those days accordingly, in advance, you're going to feel so much better. So there's going to be days where you have huge chunks of time. And on those days, you'll be more creative. You'll create longer stretches of time to get more done. Now, I talked a lot about batching and the not going back and forth, but there's going to be days that are just not batch days that are going to go more back and forth. But if you plan for them, if you understand that rhythm and you have things on your to-do list that really do take 10 minutes, then you can put those in there. So there might be days when Kids are home or kids get released early from school and then there's a doctor's appointment and then there's a phone call and there is going to be a fleeting 40 minutes here and 15 minutes there. So how can you use that time to your advantage? Now, remember, your advantage might be closing your eyes and meditating for 15 minutes. This doesn't mean that you're trying to put everything that you could possibly do into your day. It just means that you're putting things that can realistically get done in the rhythm of that day, in what can get done. So like with food, there's some days where I have more time to prep and some days where things just have to be taken out of the freezer. And I know that the Friday before. So the Friday before part of this is actually really important. Because the Friday before takes the pressure off. It gives you the weekend to get ahead. It gives you the weekend to clean off your desk or to go food shopping or to get some extra exercise in. It gives you the time you need to, it gives you the runway that you need to start your week. Does that make sense? So really create a rhythm for your week and try to do it the Friday before versus Monday morning. All right kind of related to that, is lean into your cycle. So we are women on a 28-ish day cycle. This may feel crazy when you're not aware of it, like we're just so different, and one day we're sad, and one day we're productive, and one day we're super convincing, and one day we're super tired. But for most of us, These 28 days are somewhat predictable. They're just each a little bit different. I interviewed Sarah Jenks a couple of months ago. I'll put that link in the show notes, but we go deep into this. So if you want to understand more about that, go listen to her episode. And if you start to pay attention to what goes on in this cycle, you'll start to notice what your days are like, and then you can not schedule a day that you need to be most productive on the day when you're actually the most tired. So often we go around saying we need more naps or we need more sleep or and there's just no time. But the thing is, is if you're really looking at your cycle, there might actually only be three days that you really need a nap. And all the other days you could be getting stuff done, but we just spend a lot of time fighting what our cycle is. So lean into that cycle and start to see how that can help you feel less busy because you're doing the right things at the right time for your body. Okay, write it all down, you guys. That is, I think, my last tip. You've got to keep stop keeping everything in your head because it's crazy making. There was this amazing study in Ireland that I'm sure I've told you about if you've been hanging around for a long time that looked at patients who had just gotten a major hip surgery done. They're each told exactly what they need to do every day to walk pain-free again. Like who wouldn't want that? They're definitely told that it's going to be hard work, but if they do these little things each day, that it will be worth it. Half of these people are given a pen of a pen and paper, and half are just told this. And the cool thing about this study is that the half that were given the pen and paper were 90% more likely to follow through with their exercises and the things they had to do every day because they wrote it down on paper, and they were more likely to be pain-free at the end of this time period. So I really believe in handwriting, I have a journal that I love and I love planning on paper. That's why I created the Flow Planner. Um, and the, and so I love paper. If you're just like, I'm a digital person, you can do this. You can get everything out of your head in Google. You can use Google Docs. You can use a calendar. You could also use something like Trello, which is supposed to be a um, like a project management system, but it's great for home systems too. So Google that and see what that's about. Even if you just write stuff down on an index card, it's better than being in your head. All right, get it out of your head and onto paper. So let's think about this, you guys. Let's stop feeling busy and start feeling more accomplished. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this every day? And the cool thing about everything I just shared, which I'm hoping I proved to you, is that it's more about mindset and planning than it is about getting less done or doing less. Of course, in this planning, you're going to figure out what's realistic to you because that helps to set the right expectations, but it really is more about planning and mindset. So what can you commit to? this month, this week, today, to get out of busy and into ease. I want to hear all about it. So shoot me an email at Mia at or come join the conversation on Instagram. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals Podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliments you can give us is to share Planned Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit healthymomsmeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.